Hey, Failed It fam, it's Aaron here, and I guess you could say we failed it at keeping this episode clean. So if you've got little ones running around, grab some earmuffs. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey there, my name is Erin Deal, and I'm a half-Southern, half-Midwestern mama, some call this voice a nasal twang, who took $5,000 to build and scale a one-of-a-kind experiential organization that improves the lives of corporate professionals through personal development, humanity, and humor. Along the way, I've built client relationships with some of the most notable companies in the country, all while attracting a rock star team of experts and hilarious facilitators. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Well, what I didn't tell you is that my resume also includes a long list of comedy shows I bombed, improv teams I didn't make, companies who told me no, and many a heartache when it came to becoming a mother. I want to show you the real deal of the grit, creativity, and determination it takes to overcome your disappointments, embrace the suck, and design the career you could only dream about. I believe we all have our own unique gifts that we bring to the world, and it is our mistakes that help to unwrap them. Welcome to Failed It. Welcome to the Failed It podcast, the podcast that reminds you, you have to fail in order to improve. I'm Erin Deal, the founder of Improve It and your host. And today, I am so stinking excited to have our guest, Miss Judy Holler. Oh my gosh. Yay. <laughs> Welcome, Judy. Let me just brag on you just a little bit, okay? Um, no one likes the bragger, but I'm going to do it. So just to give you an idea of who Miss Judy Holler is, she owns a creative company that is on a mission to help people live braver lives and empower leaders to lead braver teams. Failed it, fam. Hang on, because this episode is full of juicy nuggets for you. So her work takes the experimental principles of the improv theater, hello, and helps you apply them to the unscripted stage of everyday life. These ideas will teach you that while you'll never be fearless, you can get really good at fearing fear less. I love this. We're going to unpack that in a minute, Judes. Okay. So Judy is a professionally trained improviser and an alumni of Second City's Conservatory in Chicago. Hey, Chi-Town. And she uses her training every day to smash self-doubt and experiment with fear. So Judy's book, Fear is My Homeboy, became an instant bestseller on Amazon. It's currently being translated into two, that's two languages, and (laughs) was endorsed by the inspiring Mel Robbins, calling it relatable, relevant, and most importantly, actionable. So additionally, Judy is the creator of the Fear Boss community, a community of brave humans dedicated to experimenting with fear. And she has a brand new podcast called, I guess it's not brand new as of now, it's been around for a minute, but it's called The Fear Boss Show, which is now available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So when she's not keynoting, conferencing, podcasting, testing out new fear experiments, and creating content for the Fear Boss community, she's most likely riding her Peloton bike. She's nose deep in a book, or she's hanging out with her husband, Scott, and their golden retriever, Tito. And I think there's a new addition that we must know about. So just to give you a little more insight on Miss Judy, and then we're going to let her talk about herself. Judy likes her books non-digital, 
her wine bubbly, and her music hip-hop. Her mission is to help you live a braver life and smash comfort zones by experimenting with your fear every single day on purpose. Her vision is a world so brave that the word regret has been removed from the dictionary because you are way too busy making things happen for yourself. Friends, Failed it, fam. Welcome, fear boss, fam. My friend, my cheerleader, my fear leader, my fail fluencer inspiration, my fellow unicorn, and my improv loving sister, Judy. We are so happy to have you here. Oh my gosh, Erin, I am smiling so big. <laughs> that might be one of the best, most boss introductions. I don't know if I can say badass on your podcast. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't ask about the cursing rules, so I'll behave myself. But that is probably one of the best introductions I've ever received in my life. Can you just follow me around and like introduce me everywhere I go? Because that was so good. Yes, I sure will. Yes, I will be your hype girl. Done and done. Um, I would oh, love that's an so honor good. for me. Um, so Judy, we are so excited. We, you and I met, I was thinking about this, maybe four years ago. Yeah. Right? Like 2016. And so, yeah. and I was about two years into building Improve It. Where were you four years ago at that time? Where were you Ooh. building this Fear Boss community? Give me an idea. Give our audience an idea of where you were at. I love that. Yeah. So it has been five years for me since I left corporate. So I I would say I was a year in at the time we were introduced by a, a mutual improv friend that I was sitting on a board of directors with. And he uh, did a little improv um, himself. And he says, how do you two not know each other? And so he sort of introduced you and I via LinkedIn. Remember that? We got yes. like a LinkedIn hookup. And so yes. then we got on the phone and it's been like a match made in heaven. So I've watched you build and you've watched me build. And we, you know, here's what's so cool about it too. And this is just, it really speaks to the mindset of improvisers. You know, we see possibility, we see positivity, and we really lean into the power of the ensemble. And so when you and I met, like there wasn't like competition, like, oh, look at this girl doing improv in Chicago. Look at this girl. running. We were instantly like, yes, and how, yeah. how can I help you? How can you help me? And how, how do we not know each other? And that has served us ever since you got to do some work with me. I had you improvise on one of my keynotes and now I hear it, I am with you and here we are all these le- years later. But um, yeah, so I was at the beginning when we met as well, which has been really cool. Oh my God. Well, and Judy, I feel the same way. I mean, this yes and mentality, we knew some of, I mean, improv, the improv community, especially in Chicago is so small. And so it's just mm-hmm. like, like you said, it's an ensemble. We bring people together. You had um, a friend of yours on one of your teams who I also played with, Elaine. So she's listening. Hi, yeah. Elaine. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Elaine. So it's just so fun. And I have to say the f- past four years, just see like so judy's book is all over the place nothing makes me more proud than to go through an airport when we could go through airports oh i miss the airports i know and i would see your book in the window and john if i was traveling with my husband i would be like there's judy there's judy and we'd always take a picture (laughs) of your book in the airport and so today i was i said i'm recording with judy and he goes oh the airport book and i go yes um, so, <laughs> awesome. he's like not on social media at all, so he has no clue. But it's truly oh, just God. been an honor to see you rise, crush your keynotes, 
build this fear boss fam, all things social media. I mean, truly, you make me braver, Judy. I have to say that. Oh, and so you're good. one of the most confident people I know on stage. We are going to talk about this. I know my failed it family here would love to hear about how you continue that confidence. But where I want to start, I read off this amazing bio, right? This is Judy Holler. She's crushing it. Can you give us some insights into your failure resume? And I know a story that if you've read her book, (laughs) you also know. But I want to start back before Fear is My Homeboy, back before you built this Fear Boss community. I want to start with Second City and your take at improv. Can we start there? Oh, yeah. It's probably my favorite and most life-changing failed it story. And I've got a few good failed it stories, but this is the one I think that will serve us the most here today. And it's my, it's one of my signature stories. It's one of my signature life stories. And it's really all about the time I signed up for improv classes at Second City in Chicago. Uh, I paid the fee, the full fee. And Aaron, if you remember, those fees were not refundable. So it was a non-refundable fee for the entire semester. I left my apartment in Lincoln Park. I walked all the way to Second City in Old Town. I walked into that building, up the stairs, down the hallway, stood in front of that classroom door. I was so proud of myself. And I never even went in the freaking door. And I remember Mm. lying, literally lying. So like people were like, are you okay? Are you lost? Can I help you? I was like, oh no, my bad. I was looking for Chipotle. (laughs) Where's the Starbucks? Or I don't know what I said. I mean, I literally lied. I ran out of there so fast with my tail between my knees. Here's the deal. Here's that fear that I had at that time. I was 30 years old when I took my first ever improv class. And if you are 30 years old, if you are 40, if you are 50, if you are 25 and you are thinking that you are too old, you are never too old. But I thought that I was too old and that I was too late and that everybody was trying to be on Saturday Night Live and all these kids were going to make fun of me. And who did I think I was? I'm not even funny. And, and wouldn't it be great if we could kind of stop that, stop quitting on ourselves, stop missing opportunities and, and stop allowing fear to make our decisions for us because it did that day. So two years later, it took me almost two years. I was almost 32 years old when I went back to Second City. I signed up again. I paid the full non-refundable fee once again. I walked all the way there. I was still living in the same apartment. I walked all the way there uh, from my apartment in Lincoln Park to Old Town. I walked back into that building, back up the stairs, back down the hallway. Once again, stood in front of that classroom door. But this time, Aaron, I walked into yes, that did. room. Yes, you know? she did. I opened the freaking door. And here's the... Okay, so it's great. I ended up changing my life because I did that. I studied there for five and a half, almost six years. I auditioned for conservatory, got in, stayed in. I I ended up quitting my job and writing a book and speak all over the United States and beyond on fear and improv. And and here we are today. And all that's great. And I'm proud Mm -hmm. of it. You read all that stuff and it's cool. But here's honestly the best part of the story. My biggest fear was that I was like too old at the age of 30. And there's this like, photo I flash on the screen when I give my live talks or my virtual talks these days. And it's this photo of my first ever improv class ensemble at Second City. And the first human being I saw when I walked into that room, Erin, 
was this woman named Shelly, who at the time was a 55-year-old University of Chicago professor taking improv to like better connect with her students and to like think on her feet. And then there was a guy named Frank. Frank, he was like a 56-year-old sales guy taking improv to like stay relevant and, you know, give better speeches. And like, here I was waiting for like two years. So that moment, was a huge flashpoint for me uh, because it showed me that if you want to, if you want to do anything in your life, if you want to get out of a rut, if you want to generate more luck, there's no luck. There's only brave, right? There's only brave people doing brave things. If you want to live a life that blows your mind, you got to go scared. You have got to get uncomfortable and you have to open the door, like mm. period. So that failure, me quitting, it sat in my head for like two years, but damn it, I went back and I did yes. it. And I'm so glad I did it. So now I'm always thinking about that. You know, am I getting uncomfortable enough? Am I opening enough new doors? And have I done things a little bit differently today? Because I always find that if you're in a rut, if you're miserable, if you're uninspired, you know, I get this a lot. Fear bosses come to me saying, you know, I'm just in a rut and I've lost my way and I'm, I'm stuck in my business. Okay. I'm okay. Then my, my response is always, when was the last time you've gotten uncomfortable? When was the last time you've done something for the first time? Nine times out of 10, you're not shaking it up. You're, you're on, you're, you're in a rut in your marriage. When was the last time you've tried something new? When was the last time you've done something different? You know, if you're in a rut in your business, when was the last time you took a risk or shook it up? And if you're in a rut in your life, when was the last time you wore something you've never worn? And we could talk about fear experiments or listen to music or read books you've never read before. So again, we've got to be willing to get uncomfortable and open the door and do that failure. It was like, I'm so glad it happened. I'm so mm. glad it happened because it changed my entire perspective. I love it. And I love what you said. You have to get uncomfortable and open the door because you literally opened the door. Literally. To that yes. Literally. Um, I love that. And it's just a testament to we both love the art form of improv. We mm. both think that it's so transformational and truly I felt the same way when I walked in to Second City for the second time. So I took a little break as I was traveling and whatnot. But when I walked in, I felt free. And I thought to myself, this is where my people are. I was like, I'm allowed to be a weirdo. I'm allowed yes. to, you know, be so crazy and be big and not be afraid. And and just it's and I think that is truly beautiful. And and that is the mantra of improv is get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it's what you've built your life's work on. And truly, I think but we have that synergy together that we both it, the thing that you mentioned too in the upfront of the show is that there's a saying in improv that we all say, we have your back. So before you go on stage, mm. we tap each other on the back. We're like, got your back, got your back, got your back. And before my team and I go on anything in terms of a workshop or whatever it may be, entertainment at Improve It, we do the same thing. And that's how I feel about the, the art form and using the art form as a teaching tool as you do on stage. It's such a magical teaching tool because... You have to have each other's back. And just like you said, with Frank and then Shelly in your improv <laughs> class, these Franks and Shellys, they're interacting together. You're interacting with them and you're putting yourselves on this playing field of, of inclusion, right? You're, it doesn't matter yeah. what age, race, gender, whatever. You're all playing together and you're doing something that is sparking fear in your body because as you're 
as you're acting and as you're improvising, you're becoming more and more uncomfortable, which is a muscle like you talk about. So I, I love, love this. I, you and I, I feel like we could geek <laughs> out on improv for a really long time. Oh, for sure. Hey, Failed It fam. Do you have what the kids call Zoom fatigue? Are you sick of logging on Zoom and hearing things like, can you see my screen? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. And oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I'm late. Are you working from home in your bedroom slippers and business mullet like me, which I'm talking about wearing a business top and yoga pants on the bottom, feeling like it's Groundhog's Day every single day? Do you need some laughter, levity, and fun in your workday to change things up while remote? How about a laugh break? That's right. It's called Laugh Break, and it's Improve It's newest virtual offering. Laugh Breaks bring seasoned Chicago and Charlotte-based improvisers into your virtual conference call for a little taste of short-form improvisation. In each session, improvisers engage on live, on-the-spot games based on your team's laughter and suggestions. Now, whether your team needs a quick 15 minutes of laughter or a more substantial 30-minute break, Improve It has got your back. You can go to www.learntoimproveit.com backslash laugh break, or just click on the link in our show notes to book yours on demand today. Again, that's learntoimproveit.com backslash laugh break. Get ready to sit back, relax, and grab some giggles because we could all use a little laugh break right now. See you on the Zoom. I want to talk about this notion of fear boss because we we talked about it in in your you know your big resume and you've mentioned it several times here. I want you to define that if you could for for the failed it fam here and then let me know too why is failure such a big part of becoming a fear boss? Oh yeah, it is like required curriculum. Um, and, and we in the fear boss community, we love the improv mantra, no mistakes, only gifts, right? Because we believe that we're never going to fail. We're only going to win or learn, but we won't lose. And so I, I really believe as a fear boss, like this is a mindset, it's a lifestyle. So let me, let me unpack this a little bit. So being a fear boss means that you have chosen to rattle the Age of mediocrity with your courage. And the mission uh, of the fear boss is this, that we believe our freedom lives in smashing comfort zones. And when I talk about freedom, I'm defining freedom this way, the freedom uh, to be financially free, mentally free, physically free, professionally free, you know, to do work you love the way you want with people that rock. Uh, All of this freedom that we want in life requires you to do the uncomfortable things you need to do in order to go earn it. Think about it this way. Uh, you think about your health and your wellness, right? We we drink the smoothies and we take the vitamins and we move our body and we eat the kale. I mean, if anybody actually likes kale, I'm surprised. Like, I don't know how many people actually like kale, but we eat the kale because we want to earn the healthy lifestyle all of these things provide to us. Like, we, we save money and we prepare for the future and we invest in our 401k and all this stuff because we want to earn, we say no to things now because we want to earn financial freedom into the future and all of the above. So that requires us to do the uncomfortable things, right? To get this beautiful freedom. And so the fear boss mindset is one that 
I'm the boss, not my fear. It doesn't mean that we are fearless. And I think this is this is a notion we have to address because I could rant on that word, uh, the word fearless, because if you were really fearless, like we shouldn't want to be fearless. If you were really fearless, you would do all kinds of crazy stuff, Erin. Like you would, you would go hang out right now with someone who has COVID. You mm-hmm. would, you would walk down dark alleys alone in the middle of the night by yourself. You'd eat poisonous foods. You'd, you'd walk into traffic, right? You'd do all kinds of stuff. And Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote, wrote a bunch of books, but she wrote a book called Big Magic. And it's all about creative living beyond fear, a must read, by the way, go get yourself, fear's my homeboy, then go read Big Magic and you'll be ready to take <laughs> on the world. But she, she says, listen, the only fearless people I know are five-year-olds and sociopaths. Mm. So I know you don't want to be a sociopath and we don't want to be five again. I love a five-year-old, but I don't want to be five again. So no, the goal shouldn't be fearless. The goal should be figuring out how to fear our fear just a little bit less. And this is what makes you brave. So a fear boss doesn't try to be perfect, doesn't try to be fearless. We're just trying to be a little bit braver than we were yesterday. And we do that by getting uncomfortable on purpose every day, i.e. conducting fear experiments. So we're not wasting our energy trying to outrun fear because we'll never be able to. And we allow it. We, we let it ride shotgun in our car. It can like mess with the radio and roll up and down the windows and do all, put the top down, but fear can never drive the car. That is reserved for us. We're the ones driving, right? And so that's our relationship with fear. And that's really the intention of my entire book title, this fun, playful, totally uh, 1990s hip hop inspired way of me describing what I believe fear really is, which is our friend, our homeboy, our partner, and it should be writing shotgun in our lives. And so a fear boss really is on a mission to to hang out with fear, to to dance with fear and to smash as many comfort zones as we can on purpose in order to get all the beautiful freedom that we want in our lives. So I'll stop there because that's a lot. But yeah, it it essentially means we're the boss, not fear. I love it. I'm driving fear. Get in the shotgun and buckle Get in the up. shotgun. Yes. There we go, baby. My, I love it's my that. car though. It's my That's car right. and I'm driving. That's right. Right. And we're gonna have um we're gonna have a sunroof down and we're gonna blare some some nineties hip hop in honor Let's of Jamie. Do it. Okay. Yes, All right. Please. Uh, okay, so this is amazing. I, I want to keep going on this because you did when you were mentioning the definition of your boss, you said we hate perf- you know, something with along the lines of perfection. Yes. What automatically triggers your mind when you hear the word perfectionist? Fear. Yeah. Perfection is 100% away. One of the many ways fear hides. And here's why fear loves perfection so much. Because perfection is a way to stall. So, oh my God, I got to wait. My business cards aren't exactly perfect. I'm not going to publish my website yet. It's just not perfect yet. Oh, this speech. I'm not 100% sure I could rehearse it a couple more times. See, fear is a one trick pony. Fear is so boring. Actually, it's so basic. It's so boring. Fear has one job and its job is to stop you. And if you hit send, if you publish, if you go, if you put your feet on stage, if you start the business, get the LLC, all the things you want to go do, you will change. 
and fear hates change. (laughs) So fear would rather you procrastinate and remain a perfectionist and stay stuck in self-doubt because those are all ways fear can stop you. So knowing this is really powerful because it puts you again into the driver's seat. So when I find myself, now listen, we want to do good work. We want to put beautiful work out into the world. I'm not trying to tell you to go publish a book that has no editor. Yes, but we also need to go, right? Because it's in the failures, it's in the mistakes, it's in the trying things. I mean, any speech I've ever put on a stage has only gotten, and I'm doing air quotes, perfect because I have run it hundreds of times and it got air quotes perfect because I was brave enough to begin. And Mm. so fear loves perfection because it can hide in that sneaky space. And so what you'll do is go, oh my God, look at me. I'm so amazing. I'm such a perfectionist and this is going to be perfect. And really that's actually basic and boring. And it's really you not being brave. Bravery is doing the work and being prepared absolutely and doing good work, but being brave enough to put it out there sometimes uh, a little bit before you're ready so you can start to see how it feels and how people interact with it and and really um, watch what it does in the world. And fear loves perfectionism. Mm, I love that. And I know a lot of people listening to this will also resonate. I think that is, especially as we're in this corporate life, I think a lot of times we we think that we have to look to our leaders, to our to the to leadership, to senior leadership, and to make sure that what we're handing in in a corporate world is perfect. It does not have to be perfect. And the fact is, is that one of our new puppies? I need to say hi to that puppy. We need to talk about the new puppy. Okay, could you hear that? I know I even have, yeah, so Jameson, we've got a new, um, Hold on, I'm away from the mic. Hold on one second. Jameson, I've got a new puppy. He's a six-month-old German Shepherd. And so my husband's like got this like work lunch thing. And I'm like, but I've got a podcast. You know how it is, like virtual world. Again, no mistakes, only gifts, right? We're improvisers. We're figuring it out. But yeah, I've got a four-year-old golden retriever and a um and a six-month-old German shepherd named Jameson. And we're just trying to figure it out. He's our quarantine puppy. So we had a baby, a quarantine baby. Um, I love him. I love him. Yeah, but I love... I love the realness of this, the rawness. And that's not the other thing about improvisers. We don't freak out when this stuff happens. We realize, hey, listen, you know, we're perfectly imperfect. So here we go. But I do want him to stop barking. <laughs> that's okay. Well, you know what? You know what? That's okay, Jameson. You're a part of the scene now. No mistakes, only guests like he's Judy on said. He's, he's on stage. stage. <laughs> but that's a good point because right there, I could go and edit this out and I'm going to keep it because I think that that in itself is another way to show perfectionism at its finest. And I think with mm. podcasts, a lot of times uh-huh. and things that we put totally. out there, we will go back and edit and we'll, you know, we'll reconfigure things for a long period of time when just like you said, putting it out there, seeing the reaction to it is so important. It's one of the yeah. biggest things that we're taught on stage. If you make a mistake, it does not become a mistake. It becomes a part of the scene. And I love that because that is truly the mantra of the Fear Boss community. And this is something that I know a lot of people uh, that are listening to this right now will want to know. So I want to talk about your experience building this brand, building the Fear Boss fam, and your confidence. Because I think that a lot of times people who are perfectionists, they They lack 
what, how am I trying to say this? They lack um, confidence because the perfectionism overtakes that confidence. So listening to you, reading your books, intaking your content, if somebody listening today was to say, how do I become more confident at work and in life, what would you tell them? Oh, I love this so much. I'm like pacing my office. Okay. So yes, I find that so many people come to the fear boss community and I meet so many fear bosses and they come to the community and they want to be braver and they want more freedom in their life and they want to fear their fear just a little bit less. Yet what they find out and what they come to realize is what they really need is self-confidence and self-trust and self-love and the high-performance habits required in order to sustain the energy it takes to be a brave human being because you cannot be exhausted and brave. You can't be Mm -hmm. tired and brave. You can't be overwhelmed and brave. You can't be crazy, busy, and brave because bravery requires stamina and focus and energy. And Aaron, it requires you, and this is improv, it requires you to be alive on the back line of your life, like on the back line, right? And so in the improv theater, you'll have a line and people will come up to play the game, but you're on the back line. You're in the game. You're in the scene. You can't be daydreaming because you get tapped in at any second. Same in life. So what are you doing? If your boss is always thinking about like, what am I doing to protect that asset, right? Like that asset that I am, that that CEO that I am myself so that I can sustain the courage it takes to go out and try new things. So confidence is a part of this. And here's how I define confidence. I believe confidence is really just this beautiful self-belief in yourself that you know, if SHIT hits the fan, you're going to be able to figure it out. <laughs> I think that's confidence. I just know that when things, because I've been doing this my whole life, even before improv, like I know that when things happen, when there's a plot twist, when the scene goes a different direction, and improv helps me refine the skill, but I know I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. And that gives me the confidence to go out there and to take some risks because I love myself so much. And I trust myself so much that I know I can do hard things and I can do scary things and live to talk about it. And the way you get better at this is by proving to yourself you can do it, which requires you to experiment with it. And this is like a beautiful segue into fear experiments because this is how I've built my confidence. I mean, Improv was a massive fear experiment, mm. going out there and, and, and getting on the stage when corporate America, you know, by day, when I was doing improv, I was in corporate. And so in corporate America, by day, they're telling me, you know, be yourself, but not too much or right. do whatever you want with the presentation, but make sure you tell us first or go ahead, do that, but email us and copy these five people. And so I was feeling like, be yourself, but watch out, be yourself, but watch out. And then in improv, And and that's not all corporations. There are so many beautiful, open-minded companies, yet I had just experienced that a lot with some of my leaders. Yet in improv, I was showing up to class and they were like, all right, no, we need you to take all that stuff that makes you weird and dial it up to a 10. Like you're at a five, Mm. we need weirder. We need you to be yourself. And I even had a teacher, Jay, he would come out and and to, to the whole ensemble and he'd say before any performance or any class, he would say, I want you guys to go out there tonight And I want you to fail so hard. I want you to mess it up so bad. And I'm like, you want, you wait, 
you want us to mess this up? And then, you know, and here I am in corporate. They're like, uh, be careful, copy us. And eh, that didn't go real well. Whereas in improv, they're like, yes, that was an epic fail. And congratulations, what did we learn? And so it really made me more confident in the boardroom and more uh, courageous in the boardroom because I started trusting myself and I started really seeing all those failures and all those things that made me weird really as gifts. And I'm not suggesting we go out there and mess everything up and fail, you know, on purpose. Like we want to do good work, but the moral of the story is why do we give fear the power, right? Why not start celebrating the courage it takes to try new things? So from a confidence perspective, we've got to be running the drills. And so we could talk about fear experiments because I think that's a really tactical way to do that. But from a confidence perspective, that's where my head is. I love it, Judy, so much. And wait, we have to touch on something that you brought up, Jay, because Jay was both of our coaches. And same situation here. He would say, we're going to go out there. We're going to fail so hard. I'll tell you a fun improv fail moment with Jay. Oh, please. Okay. This was our first, this was a team that I did right at the very beginning of my improv career. This was an independent team and we had booked an opening for one of the big improv independent teams in Chicago. And so he said, we're going to do the show. We don't necessarily have a form, which to improv, there's a lot of form behind what you do. Um, yes. We're going to just play. And so he's like, we're going to record this show. Judy, oh when I tell you, This was the worst. I mean, I don't even want to tell you some of the... I can't say it on this podcast. I would have to turn it into a a rated R podcast or whatever. It was the worst show I've ever done in my life. And I didn't want my friends... Same thing for me. I was actually terrified of improv before I started... Because I grew up as a dancer and an actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I was used to choreography and scripts. And so I was... Same thing. I leaned into... I was like exposure therapy, leaning into improv to overcome the fear. This is in the very beginning. And so we recorded this show. Jay made us. And Jay, if you're listening, bless you, because this was a good... This was a good task. We had to go back and watch. He made us <gasps> our next rehearsal watch the worst show of our entire lives. And I had my my husband in the audience, and I had I had told a couple of friends, but I was like, "Don't come." I was at that stage in improv. I was like, "Don't oh, yeah. come see hey, my show." Don't you know? come. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I just wanted to be like the five people in the audience who I don't know. And of course, my friends snuck in. Okay, thanks for being supportive. They not only saw me stink it up, but then I had to go back and watch the whole thing. So did my team. Wow. Talk about some fear experiments. That that's that sucked real hard. And I mean, I think that just goes to show like that is how you build that confidence muscle is failing, failing, and trust yourself. If you fail, you'll get back up and do it again and you'll you'll learn from that. So watching that was horrifying. Uh, and I learned a lot. That is epic. <laughs> Oh, God. I love that you shared that. By the way, I think Jay uh, was witness also to one of my very worst scenes as well. And Elaine was in that scene with me, our mutual friend. We did a a scene inspired by the hat shop. And it was the most awkward, horrible. We were in the basement (laughs) of a sandwich place at like 1130 at night uh, in Wrigleyville. So like, you're right, like 15 people were there. And it was so bad. The bomb. I mean, you know, so, oh, my God, the bombing, you know, you have to bomb. But then guess what you do? The next day you go back to the sandwich shop and you do it all over again. And the more you do this, the stronger you get. So I love that we have that in common. That is 
Oh, to watch that tape. I kind of wish I had the hat shop on tape. Do you still have access to that tape? I mean, what oh, a fun thing to be able to God. like. God, I hope it's burned. I hope oh, it's burned. I should. I should watch it, knowing that. Like honestly, Judy, it was like it. I say this in improv a lot. Like I say, especially at our workshops, you might feel the ick factor where your armpits get really sweaty and you get like yes. all uncomfortable in your skin. I mean, I, there is no deodorant that I could have put on to like stop the sweat. I was disgusting and I was legit like curled in a ball. And so was my whole team. I mean, we were mortified. It was the worst <laughs> thing we've ever done. So if I did watch it, I would probably, I would need a glass of Sauvignon Blanc and and just maybe yeah. like an IV of it. Laying in a corner, sucking your thumb, like that <laughs> yeah. So bad. But that's the thing. I mean, that's the, think about this. Think about how many, for me, I'm going to speak for myself, how many bad scenes we had to do Same. to create the yeah. scene of life that we're in now. To oh, create, I love that. You yeah. know, and that's, that's what I, I think fear boss community failure is all about is really learning from those mistakes. Now, if you're a member of the Failed It fam, you know I love myself a good morning routine. I truly believe you cannot fill others' teacups without filling your own kettle first. And one of the ways I fill my kettle is by moving my bodice like the goddess I am every morning, Monday through Friday. Now, if you're like me, you want something fast, easy, and accessible to you when you roll yourself out of bed before the sunrise to kick your day into high gear. The fitness app, Active, is all that and more. It's an audio-based app with real music, not stock music, with all kinds of categories like walking, running, meditation, and strength training. Now, the trainers rock, and my personal fave is Jamie for all things fitness. And if you like this podcast, you will like her for her positivity. I also love Jade for meditation. They have all types of programs for every fitness level, and their maternity program is what kept me motivated while growing a human. They even offer a free trial to get started. So click the link in our show notes to get yours today. So I'm going to segue this to something we call our chicken champion moment, Judy. Okay. okay. So, you know, we use the chicken and part of our workshops. It's like our mascot. And so I love that this is your mascot. Thank you. And so it it goes along with fear, you know, so it's all about becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. So if you could pick one chicken champion moment in your career that you would say is your most important lesson that you learned by becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable, what would it be? It's hard. It's a hard one. There's so many. I instantly, I'm going to give you my knee jerk that that's where luck lives. Mm. I think it's so easy to look around and go, oh my God, she's so lucky or he's so lucky and there's no luck. There's just courage. And you could live the luckiest, most lavish, most incredible life, whatever you really dream of, as long as you're willing to get uncomfortable enough to earn it. And so when I think of discomfort, I think of luck. I think of freedom. I think of all, you know, I don't, I don't chase power. I don't, I'm not chasing dollar dollar bills, although those are nice. I'm chasing freedom. And here's what's going to happen. 
I'm going to get that financial freedom. I'm going to get that professional freedom. I'm going to get the freedom to do things I want the way I want with people that rock because I'm putting myself into the arena. And, and that's what it means to me. That's my chicken moment. I believe it's where luck lives. I love it, Judy. And I will say, I mean, you... If you don't follow Judy on social meds, which we will we will plug to at the end of the show, please do because truly you inspire me every day. I tell oh, you this on DM you. sometimes. You send me voice notes when I get them, I cherish them and I because I do think that what we do is hard. You know, we yeah. and you especially like we're talking about fear. So we have to show up and be brave. And I think any entrepreneur, any leader in any organization, anyone who has to show up every Every single day, even when they don't feel like it, which I'm sure, <laughs> Jude's for you and I, has been a lot of 2020 because you and I conspired yes. at the top part of this year or in March when the pandemic yes. hit. And, you know, for two companies who do in-person events to completely not have that in our lives anymore was so hard. But going back to people listening to this, if there is anything that you can learn by Judy's Chicken Champion moment, it's just show up. And that's where the mm. luck happens because you have a responsibility. You have that as a leader, people to count on you. Your community counts on you. Your family counts on you. So just by putting yourself out there, you're really always giving yourself that chicken champion moment. And I think it's very easy, like you said, for people to look at, this is the whole point of this podcast, for people to see people with success and say, oh my gosh, she's so lucky, right? Mm. But what Judy has done is showed up every single day for the past four years to build this company. So I think that's beautiful. I love that so hard. Oh, I love it too. And you know what I'd add even, so you just made me think of something. I think there's this beautiful opportunity to your point to, to really become a fear role model. And I write about this in my book, you know, and what I mean by that is that when we see you, especially if you're leading a team, but you know, definitely if you're a parent, okay, you we're watching you, not in a creepy, I'm stalking you kind of way, but in a, we're watching you kind of way. And so when I see you be brave, when I see you do something hard and live to talk about it, when I see you love yourself and take a day off and practice self-care and be really confident, it gives me the permission to do that for myself. It, it encourages me and inspires me to be brave. So just like Aaron is watching me, Aaron, I'm watching you too. And when I see you do something or I see you put yourself out there or someone else, it reminds me like, oh my God, it's okay. I can do it too. If she can do that, I can do this. If he can do that, I can do this. And I think that's a beautiful responsibility to have right now and a really big honor. And if you have kids and if you have a team, we're watching. So why not mm. show us how brave you are and inspire us to remember how brave we can be, you know? Jody, I am receiving that. And I hope a lot of a lot of people out there listening just received that too. Because you spoke to me, but you spoke to everybody. And girl, yeah, yes, I'm giving you snaps. Yes, snaps. Snap. Okay, Judy, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I feel like I do a lot of things. I feel like I'm doing all of the things. And maybe... I would even replay like, I, what would I do if I'm, I'm, I wasn't afraid? Yeah. Uh, I, I maybe, um, 
why am I having such a hard time? I saw that you may ask me this question. And it's the one little thing on my piece of paper that I left blank because I'm you're not do, sure. Maybe you're doing it though. Maybe, maybe it's because I them. don't let it. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't like, I, I maybe this is the moment. And I think I'm just having an aha moment. Like that is how far I've removed the fear of failure from my mind. Yeah. Like I give zero Fs. Like yes, I literally do. give zero Fs. Like I am doing things and it's not working. I'm trying things. It's not working. I'm having people, there are going to be people that get it, that don't get it, that like it, that don't like it. At any time you create for a living, listen, there's always going to be friction between creativity and commerce, no matter what you do. And I think I've just really built up, I call it my S-H-I-T shield, my poop shield. <laughs> and it's, my confidence has kind of become a poop shield. My my uh, fear boss mindset has become kind of like a failure shield because I don't see failure. I see opportunity. I see possibility. And it doesn't mean it's going to work. And it doesn't mean it's easy. And it doesn't mean every day I walk around happy as hell. No, not every day. But I just, that's how far I've removed. Like, what would I do if I wouldn't fail? I don't know. I, I would just, I'm doing it. You're doing it, baby. You're doing yeah. it. I love this so hard. I also love how you've spelled out the, the curse words. I, think, I, love, I didn't know if I could curse on here. I, I know. Was like, oh. You know what? I change the ratings sometimes anyway. So, so say it. You are so hilarious. Every it's, time a you shit say it, it's a shit shield. It's a shit shield. I love shield. it. Shit shield, shit shield. Um, that's a new warm up. That's a new actor warm up. Shit shield, shit shield. Shit shield. I know it does get you going. You and one of the girls, and I'll have to send this to you. You could like roll it up into the show notes, but I'm in this like mastermind and it just ended and my heart is broken. So now I got to figure out what I'm doing uh, next. But our mastermind had all these really crazy people in it, really fun. And this one girl is, um, she's producing a Broadway show and it's called Dreams. It's all about our dreams and she's this artist and this whole thing. And I said, shit shield on one of our, our mastermind calls. And I'm like, guys, you got to have your shit shield up and all this stuff. And she drew me a superhero <gasps> holding a poop shield, right? The shit yes. shield. So I'll send it to you. It'll just, you can keep it in your phone just as a reminder. But I just uh, thought it was so fun that she sent me that. So we'll put it in the show notes if you do that. It, it may become the title of this episode, okay? Yeah, that girl, might become the title. With a there little poop emoji. You could even use a poop emoji. <laughs> I love this so hard. Why is my okay. episode going to have the poop emoji? That was just so Judy Holler. Come on. I love it. Judy, I love you. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. What did you fail at today? I failed at not getting up at 6 a.m. I was supposed to get up at 6 a.m. I did not get up at 6 a.m. I got up at 7.30 a.m. And I've forgiven myself, but that I needed to get some stuff done and I didn't do it. So I'm just running a little behind. You needed the hour and a half of sleep though. But I needed, that's what I needed. And I gave it to myself. So I hit the snooze button today. and that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> and see, but listen, you're turning it into a lesson because you're like, hey, I gave myself an hour and a half of sleep. That's what my body needed. Yes. You got to listen to Ugh, that. Yeah. Right? Okay. This is the last. We're wrapping it up here, but this is something that I like to call the fail yeah lightning round. Okay. So we're going to oh, do it. Oh, yeah. God. I know. Judy, there's a little improv. It's not hard at all. But I we're going to think on your face. Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and then. I want you to just respond as fast as you can with only one word answers. Okay. Oh my God. So okay. know that you can't fail. But if you say more than one word together, we will say fail. Yeah. All right. Okay. So here we Love go. It. You got this. This is going to be fun. All right. Are you ready, Judy, for fail? Yes. 
Yes. Here we go. Yes. Okay. One word to describe your early career. Crazy. <laughs> One word to describe where you're currently at and your career. <laughs> Hi, Jameson. Hopeful. Yes. One word to describe your future self. Badass. Yeah. One word to describe your favorite boss. Teacher. Yes. One word to describe your least favorite boss. Asshole. (laughs) One word to describe your management style. Collaborative. Oh, one word to describe the fear boss community. Brave. Yes. And one word to describe this interview. Fun! Yes! You nailed it! You didn't fail it, Jody! I, okay. I, I almost said fun AF so that I would get a failed yes. Oh, yeah! Okay, yeah, I gave it to you there. Awesome. You nailed Yay. it. You didn't fail it. All right, so let me ask you this. How can anybody here on the Failed It podcast find Judy Holler? Okay, so Instagram is probably my favorite place to hang out. So Judy, J-U-D-I, Holler, H-O-L-L-E-R, Holler. Pretty easy to remember. Um, That's where I hang out the most from a social media perspective. Uh, My books are in all the places you like buying books. And my website is judyholler.com. And Erin, I even have a little free gift for your listeners. I brought it with me. So I'll give you that you can text a word to a number and you'll get like a couple of free chapters in my books. You could like... Drive it before you buy it. Um, you get some screensavers and some journaling pages and just some cool stuff and, and ways to stay connected to our, our and learn more about our Fear Boss community. So if it's cool to you, I can say that now if you want. Yes, say it. Do it. And we're going to link to it in okay. the show notes. That's amazing. Yay. So all you need to do is text the word brave, brave, B-R-A-V-E, to the number four seven. Four seven four seven, and you'll get all kinds of good stuff. You'll get a little text from me. It'll have my face. Just click that link, enter your email. We don't spam you. We just love you. And that's how we get permission to send you all the freebies I just spoke about. I love it. We will we will put that in the show notes too. Thank but I you. love text brave four seven four seven four seven. So okay, first of all, failed it family. Thank you so much for listening. I want you to tell me what you liked about this episode at Keeping It Real Deal or send me an email at info at learntoimproveit.com about what you liked, what you want more of from this podcast. Judy Holler, okay? You are the biggest and best fear boss I know. And you inspire (laughs) me on the reg. And I want to thank you for shedding some light on our podcast today. And I want to give a big shout out to your fear boss fam. Thank you both for sharing your bravery with the world and a big hug to you, Miss Judy. And fail, yeah, failed it, fam. Fail, yeah. Fail, yeah. And Aaron, you are the real deal, pun intended, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Thank you, Judy. Thanks, Aaron. Bye, everyone. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Failed It. I'm so happy you're along for the ride. And if you enjoyed today's show, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I'll see you next week, but want to leave you with this thought. What will you fail at today? And how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I'm proud of you and you are totally failing it. See you next time.